0: Good afternoon and welcome back to the Conservatarian Exchange on the Liberty Block, episode number 170, hosted today by Ed, Ed, Mike, and myself. Steve, welcome.
1: Hello,
2: gentlemen. Hey, everybody.
0: Um, to me, the most important story is the long sentences that those people got. What do you guys think?
2: Proud boys. Yeah. I hope yeah. they're still so proud. <laughs> I'm sorry? I said, I hope they're still proud. Those
3: sentences were an abomination.
0: Um, As Ed Maslish would say, they were a very strong message.
1: Yeah, yes. Don't, don't mess with the regime, with the ruling class. Right. Yeah, Which gets back to COVID when
0: people say, we will not comply. B.S.
3: Mm. Well, not only that, have you seen any outcry? Have you seen any Republican saying that those are those are unreasonable sentences.
1: Not a single one that I've heard. Not even not even MTG.
3: I haven't checked her her uh, her statements, but if she said anything, it's not like it's been prominently
1: repeated Mm
3: -hmm. and tweeted.
1: Right. Well, I mean, for one thing, I don't like to sort of speculate on on things that I haven't really paid attention to so but let's say he's even he is guilty of all the things that he's been charged with and sentenced on it still doesn't take away from the point that there's a two-tiered system of justice uh, and that if you're a blm or antifa rioter and you can just burn and loot and trash the living daylights out of every city destroy people's businesses injure people kill people potentially i believe they, they did kill, they killed they did kill people there was a cop at least one cop that they killed. 20 some odd people were murdered okay. during the BLM protest. And at the end of the day, they get away with it. But if you're on the right and you do anything remotely to threaten the regime and the ruling class, you're, you're going to be put away for a long time. But
2: That's what are we what waiting for. for?
1: I mean, we've been talking about
3: this for, for weeks, if not months with regard to Trump, we've been talking, and not just by we. I don't just mean on this podcast. Yeah, people like us have been talking about the two-tier justice system, the, how unfair it is. I mean, we sound like a bunch of whining, complaining people. Either you do something about it or shut up. I right. mean, what-
4: well, I mean, I think we're in the situation that Solzhenitsyn was in back when he was a thing you know you you write yeah. underground materials you speak underground materials and you hope that uh hope that somebody takes notice in the international community not that that's yeah, going we, to happen we
0: were but... the international community <laughs> exactly yeah. we,
4: we are it I, I we are it yeah i i don't know what i don't know what we do i mean I, again I, those people who uh you know who hit cops uh you know they they definitely should get um, some punishment. I, I know that if you hit a cop during the BLM raids, uh, you know, mostly they were dismissed. Uh, all of the during Trump's inauguration and the attack on the White House during oh. Trump's, uh, they all, all of their charges were
1: dismissed completely. I mean, yep. um, the, the sitting vice down president the church
4: was... across the street uh, yeah. from the
1: St. James Church, and the sitting vice yep. president, now vice president, would bail you out help to bail you out but well, i mean all of the people who
4: really initiated violence who definitely get um you know should get charged and get prison time i i just don't see it being equality under the law though if uh if one um you know if 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 someone hits a cop they're going to do time you know but it's going to be more like six six months rather than 22 years mm-hmm. and if you know if if someone trespasses in the Capitol, yeah, I say nail their ass to the wall, two hundred and fifty dollar fine. Absolutely. But I wish have-
3: our friend Daniel were here to defend the Trump position on what I'm about to say, but I wonder how much the the silence and the the lack of response is because of Trump sucking the oxygen out of the room and Trump not Trump thinking that the the two tier justice system is. A better vehicle for fundraising than it is for revolution, and I I mean the situation would be really different if every time one of these things came down, Trump was yelling and screaming about two tier justice. This is ridiculous, you know. We, you know, and I'm not saying that he should be organizing an army, but I mean he could be doing a lot of things differently. But Trump only cares about
4: Trump. (laughs) <laughs> right.
3: And I wish we had someone like Daniel here to defend the Trump position, because I know that he'd say, oh, what do you expect him to do? He's following the rule of law. But these 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 verdicts and these sentences show that there is no rule of law when it comes to these matters. This is a total kangaroo court. And to play along is just to legitimize the system in the process.
4: Trump has said that if he gets elected, he would consider pardoning the, the J6 defendants. I, I, I don't even know whether that's true or not. I, I mean, he says it. Well, he'll but consider like, it. <laughs> but, but, but why? Why, Mr. Trump, why would you want to pardon him? I want to know why. And if it's because uh, the, the justice system is in unjust, then that should be a campaign slope. More than a slogan. It should be a prong of
3: the campaign. That's my point. It's, I mean, I'm so sick and tired of it just being words. You know, Trump talked in 2016 about how all these politicians, they just talk, 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 talk. He said he was going to do something. Well, he should be doing something or he should be talking about what he will do if he's elected. But again, that's not why he's running. And that's not part of his campaign. He's not looking for for our consent. He's not looking for permission. He's looking for a blank check. He's saying, I already am president. I already deserve to be president. It just needs to be formally recognized. And I don't need to I don't need oh. to show up at debates. I don't need to answer questions. I don't need to have campaign positions. I don't need to to audition for this job or interview
1: for this job. This job should be mine. But well, and- to your point, that you mentioned earlier about republicans nobody speaking up saying anything about it um it is the other presidential candidates too i mean for crying out loud Where, where's DeSantis? i mean right. this is an issue he could take right away from from trump just I, make 100%. a hundred percent what about vivek
2: right vivek vivek hasn't even seems to speak anything? up for trump vivek speaks vivek speech
3: speaks up for trump but he doesn't oh. seem He's, he's actually, I shouldn't say that Vivek, Vivek has spoken up for the J6ers, but um, you but you're also right that he could be saying a lot more. He could be talking about pardoning them all in moss.
1: It's not even They're so much not. about pardoning them. I mean, listen, I mean it, it is it comes back to the whole issue of the two-tiered system and what's fair and unfair, you know um, I'm not against having people punished for, for having done stuff wrong that day, but Again, it, when you start to measure it against the BLM, the Antifa and all that, and it, it goes beyond that too. It's not just those leftists getting away with stuff. It's the fact that they come up after innocent people on, on the right too that really have done nothing wrong. You know, when you think about the, the the couple in Missouri when the BLM were threatening their house and they had their guns out. We see that kind of stuff all the time. So it's, it's more than just- the weird thing I, about the-
4: yeah, Enrique Terrio verdict was that he wasn't actually in washington d c on January sixth and yet he got twenty two years in prison for what happened on january sixth um, so i I have not seen the charges in detail. I assume there's a lot of conspiracy uh, related charges in there, but um wow, that seems excessive um, given that uh, He wasn't even there. If you can prosecute people who have said things, um, which is what conspiracy is, without actually being at the the January 6th protest, then we all have to watch out, don't we? Because we've
0: all said things. Isn't that the point? And we weren't there. Isn't that the point?
4: You know, well, in
3: a conspiracy, and, and again, as a, long as there's an overt
4: act by one of the conspirators, they're all liable for it. Yeah, I mean, that's the, uh, that's the Georgia case in a nutshell. The overt act is tweeting. Well, again, all those overt acts in the Georgia, Georgia case are actually speech. So they're not, yeah. they don't actually count as overt acts. But is it I now called wonder, Xing, by
1: the way? Is it called Xing now and not tweeting? Anyway, it's, sorry, sorry. it's posting. <laughs> it's posting. Yeah. But back then, it was tweeted. Mm. See, so I, I was
4: correct. Um, um, I just want to and, mention- And calling yes, people on the phone.
0: Uh, our fearless leader wrote a book, and he says he has a whole chapter on the double standard. It was called Presumed Guilty with a foreword by our very own Ed Maslisch. Um, so yes, we've been talking about the double standard for a long time. Obviously, worth mentioning, the j 6 the videos still haven't been released millions of hours of videos, but they were all supposed to defend themselves without any kind of exculpatory evidence. And it also goes back to the whole jury of peers business, where people pled guilty to those charges because they knew no way in hell are they getting a jury of their peers. And as we know, there's also been suicides because of that. So I don't know what jury of peers is supposed to mean, but we didn't get to judge these people. And some people say juries were there specifically as a check on the justice system and on trumped up charges and political charges.
4: Well, I mean, yeah, but imagine a bench trial, right? Imagine how bad a bench trial is.
0: I mean, supposedly this judge was ripping them up and down before the trial as well, who knows? It's just, again, what protection does anybody have in the quote unquote justice system? It, it's, it really is mind boggling. I guess, yeah, where are the cruises and the lees, et cetera, et cetera, Rand Paul, all of these guys? Well, not
3: just those guys, but, you know, we talked privately about this during the week. Where are the, the attorneys general and district attorneys in, in red areas coming up with the same kinds of novel BS legal theories to indict Fauci and And Mm -hmm. Biden and Hunter and all these people. I mean, I guess Biden is a sitting president. He might not be subject to indictment. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, You know, if if it's an active crime. I I mean, Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton was uh, brought a case all the way to the Supreme Court, and I forget what the how the court came out on it. But regardless, even if they can't get Biden himself, they can go after pretty much everybody else. And. Until until the other side feels pain, this is a this is a one-way street. I mean, that's, that's the way you make it a two-way street. That's the way you, you get rid of the two-tier justice system right. by bringing them the same justice that they're giving us. Okay. So
0: remember, w. you know, the, the Alinsky rules, they're making us live by our morals, and they know darn well that whenever we try to do something like they did, you'll get Ted Cruz saying, no, we can't play that game. And they know that. And they know that yeah. they want to catch conservatives against law and order because they know that's the big, you know, conservatives are always touting law and order. So they they have the conservatives in a horrible bind here. I, I don't think I mean horrible bind. I think I, they I, don't I bind. I don't
4: think it's horrible bind if, if the conservatives were actually conservative. I mean, the only experimentally proven um, sort of moral uh, posture is tit for tat, right? I mean, you, you, yeah. you, that's the only way to back off, to eventually back off and get back to normalcy. Um, and it's been shown in large numbers of experiments. I, I just think the Republican establishment likes being the Washington generals. They, they like being uh, the guys who go out and collect a very nice paycheck for not playing very hard and losing every day. I, I think that's that's the okay, Republicans. That's for Party sure in a the nutshell.
0: establishment. But there are some Republicans who you would hope would still speak up. The non-establishment. The two of those, you know, Thomas. Madden. Well, you know,
4: the the funny thing is, like, I I don't know. You know, I wasn't there on January sixth, so I I don't know. But it it does seem like, uh, you know, there there were obviously um, agents provocateurs. In the in the crowd and uh, and I, I, I there seems to be evidence that uh, um, that the head of intelligence for the Capitol Police knew that there was uh, going to be a thing, but they never told the, the head of the Capitol Police. That was what came out in Tucker's interview. Um, they did, uh, you know, decline to have. National Guard there, and there were people who who were dead set on um, hurting the cops and going into the Capitol. But once people got into the Capitol, it, there was a, a you know the guy who took the stand, the guy who put his feet up on Pelosi's desk, but that, you know oh, there yeah, was a couple absolutely. of smashed smashed windows. Uh, but they were all kind of uh, very peaceful. Now, if I were there. Um, you know, and I was a congressman, I would have gone out and talked to them. I, I My guess was that at, the Capitol Police wouldn't let them. But like, if I were, maybe not Rand Paul, because he's been attacked one too many times, but if I were Ted Cruz or somebody, anybody with a little bit of testosterone, I would have gone out and tried to talk to the people and, and get them to leave, uh, you know, try I'll and shame Ted them Cruz to leave. I think they were ashamed. What's Did you that? Say Ted Cruz has testosterone. No, if I had, if if I were someone like Ted Cruz and I had testosterone, which he oh. didn't have. We we need the Two Ted Cruz conditions. from the old uh. with the tattoos and the and the you know and the uh, the cigarette from that old meme. I, I think the point is that the people in Congress, you there there's some amazing pictures of all of these uh, congressmen in fear from the, the idiot with the, you know, the helmet and whatnot. And, and there was nothing actually to fear. So why were they cowering? I, I think they were told. To well, being and these are well, the same people, mind you, who send our young men and women to die in foreign countries for no particularly good reason, cowering in fear. From a guy in a skin and a helmet who just wanted to go in and and write a note to the vice president, and I, you wonder if one of them could have gotten out of that fear mindset and just gone and talked to them, um, how it might have turned out completely differently because all they wanted to do was be heard, right? I mean that uh, except for the. You know, agents who, provocateurs who wanted violence. But once so, they got into the Capitol, they didn't really, there wasn't any violence at all inside the Capitol building.
0: It upsets uh, except me. Except for that, the you murder
4: know, of Ashley Babbitt.
0: Seemingly, people were arrested for going into areas where people had previously taken down all the fences so that people would go in those areas. That kind of yeah. gets me upset. And I guess to ask the really nasty question, how can an American citizen trespass in the United States Capitol?
3: Especially given the First Amendment's specific right to petition your government for a redress of grievances. I agreements. mean, have
0: we totally lost our minds? Like, how did we get this far that walking in the Capitol is trespassing?
4: Well, let's review all of the clauses of the First Amendment and see which ones are still operable. Okay, none of them are still operable. So, uh... I don't know why you should focus on the redress of grievances clause, because we don't have free speech. We don't have freedom of religion. We don't have freedom of assembly. That was gone back in the 1960s. Um, It's uh, we do have an established church. Um, Used to be the established green church. Now it's the established rainbow church.
1: I
3: I think it's the established woke church.
1: Stephen, are, are, are you suggesting like, There shouldn't even be any security apparatus at the Capitol. People could just like roam right in, roam into the White House. I mean, I think there was that wonderful story.
0: But why should there be any restriction on who walks in?
4: There was that wonderful story from back in the late uh, 1700s uh, where John Adams uh, couldn't get any work done because people kept knocking at the door and he had to go to the front door of the White House and, and answer the door and ask who it was. I, I, that's a I fantastic White story. House. Adams didn't live in the White House. Adams did live in the White House. It Uh-oh. was brand new. It, oh, Washington did not.
1: His
3: last there. year, yeah, his last year yeah. he lived in the White House. That's right. Okay, so But just
2: to yeah.
1: clarify, I mean, so Stephen, you're, you're saying what, you, you would want mean you have to walk through uh, one of the security entrance ways at least be scanned to make sure I don't have a bomb on me before I walk in, that I'm not a terrorist or there's some terrorist looking to get in? I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just looking for clarification on what you're trying to say. I'll
0: allow security to make sure I'm not blowing up the place. But other than that, based on what am I restricted to walking into where I'm supposedly the owner of and being governed by and like I said, petition, by what right can you keep me out of the Capitol?
1: Okay, gotcha.
0: Well, you can't be
4: disorderly but like you can go into any courtroom
1: and uh right I mean, well, why can't you are... walk
0: into the capitol
1: right well because that's the ruling class and that well that's my <laughs> point is it no, as a ruling listen I, I get it i mean no i think what you're saying is fair you'll know, have reasonable precautions. you can't just stroll in, well, in why this, can't you know in but, but
0: once you are frisked why can't yeah. you stroll around like any other
1: yeah no that that part i understand All right yeah didn't I I think I saw something this week that
3: they're putting fencing or, or a cement wall or something back up in, in DC? Are they?
2: I think so.
0: But walls don't work, so I'm not worried about. Oh.
2: Them. Yeah. They work walls off- only work when they want to keep uh, protesters out.
0: <laughs> they work great
2: then. <laughs> yeah. But-
0: well, even when they're not there, they work great. Even when, you know, people take them down and you're supposed to know they were there, even though they weren't there when you. Called.
4: They're welding the mm-hmm. gates of Trump's wall, uh, the parts that were built open on the southern border to allow more.
0: Yeah, I heard they did. Migrants that. to come through. I, um, You know, this immigration thing, again, New York is one of the epicenters of it now that just Absolutely. Staten Island is getting big. They're uh, threatening uh they to, want to resist. Feed. They want to resist. Then you got Curtis Slee. Well, I guess all of us northerners know who he is. Right. Um, he's saying he's gonna block the bridges. I, I kind of go both ways on blocking bridges, whether that's peaceful or not. Um, because those of us who drive across those bridges know we wait long enough to pay $19 to cross the as it is, but and again, you know, it kind of goes back to what Ed M was Ed M was saying, we talk, 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 what do we do? But on the other hand, the message is rather strong. Uh, okay, they shut you down if you do it.
1: Now okay, but what, what is Martin what is, is the news? do other than other than taking up arms? What is what is there to do?
0: Well, on the
4: January sixth uh thing, um, the only thing one can do is talk. There are people like the shipwreck crew that I, I posted in the chat who are working for some of the J6 defendants. They um, are accepting money because they're doing it all pro bono. That's something you can do as far as the immigrants are concerned or migrants. Um, I just think you should tell the, um, you know, tell the border governors to send them all to blue states, send them all to sanctuary cities. all of them, 100 percent all to sanctuary cities. Right Now New even New York, some of us,
0: even some of us, I think Austin, we knocked that initiative when it first happened, but I think it's proven to be phenomenal um, for a yeah. bunches of reasons. I mean and
4: they, and they should they shouldn't stop it. I mean, as as bad as New York is, New York, you know, as I say, New York is one of the better positioned cities to accept um newcomers because that's the whole point of New York. Um but uh but like send them to San Francisco, you know, send them to Los Angeles, send them to San Francisco,
0: send them to Portland and Seattle.
2: Mm. Well, all Chicago. of the
0: sanctuary cities, not New Jersey, is saying we don't want them, and they're supposedly a sanctuary state. So, yeah, tough. I you, mean, I don't you, go into the city, you know, and I'm sure it's
4: not good in the city. Play stupid games, win minds. stupid prizes. Here are your 10 million stupid prizes. Send them all to these okay. uh, sanctuary cities. Every single one of them. Exactly. And and then That's the people right who now. want uh, the people who want these migrants get them. And the people who would rather not have them don't get them.
0: You know, they're asking uh, private businesses fair. to help out, which is hysterical. They're asking private businesses to take care of migrants. Now, I have not seen any liberal open up his house to these migrants, not in the neighborhoods <laughs> that I frequent, shockingly. Um, and there's some really you know, big houses not. around the neighborhood where I live, mm. but I don't see anybody taking them in.
4: No, of course, because they don't really want them. They're used as a tool to bash White people predominantly over the head, yeah. and and people who who you know I mean,
1: rather you see get away less, with it's that. It's, it's the, the okay. same way that they're generous with other people's money. Okay, yeah. but
0: white is not a color. White is a political belief system because we have black white supremacists. So as long as we can stipulate that, I won't argue with you, Ed. And the black white supremacists are some
4: of my favorite intellectuals like Thomas Sowell and uh, mm-hmm. Clarence Thomas and Walter Williams. Right. Um, they're,
0: they're some of my favorite yeah, white They're horrible white supremacists. Yeah. I mean, listen, isn't Enrique Itario a white supremacist?
4: Yes, he is a, a Puerto Rican white supremacist, I think.
0: <laughs> it would be funny, if not sad, I'm gonna go crazy since you guys haven't yelled at me enough. Is J6, in a sense, the American Tiananmen Square? Where we say- Yeah, you I think dare that's dare probably the Reichstag
1: fire. It's the Reichstag fire, exactly. No,
0: it, it's the Tiananmen Square in the sense that we're saying we dare them to go this far and they're going as far as they want to crush opposition. Um, the Reichstag fire oh. with false flag and, and that kind of thing, it really wasn't a false flag. It was,
4: it, the guy did it. Uh, the the thing was, it was used by the Nazis to crack down. So in, in that sense, it, it has a lot to do with, uh, you know, J6 is the Reichstag fire. But on the other hand, I do think it's the Tiananmen Square. It was a protest. And they brought in the heavy handedness. And um, still so still doing it years sense,
0: later, which is unbelievable. We're two and a half years later. Because, I mean, there's not, not a
4: lot of difference between what the Nazis did after the Reichstag fire, and what the uh, Chinese Communists did after Tiananmen Square. Um, they both seized, uh, you know, complete power. There was a, a you know, a hope in both, uh, you know, 1932 and and in uh, you know 1989. In 1932, the hope was that these Nazis won't be as bad as, uh, as we think they are, but they'll get rid of the Communists. And uh, the hope in 1989 is Deng Xiaoping was doing all this open openness, you know, the chi- whatever perestroika is in, in Chinese and uh, hope we can get some political rights. And in both cases, you know, in the one Hitler turned around and not only to get rid of the communists, but he took complete sole power and ruled as a dictator and started murdering people. And in uh, Tiananmen Square, that happened, too. They they took essentially took back a lot of power, ruled as a complete dictator and started murdering people. So it was all very much the same sort of thing. Um, And I think J6 is similar to that in the sense that they haven't started murdering people yet. They've uh, put people into such terrible positions that they've taken their own lives. Um,
2: So So
0: how many people will have to be arrested for disorderly conduct for not wearing masks? before we realize we're not gonna dare not comply. I don't know whether anybody
4: has ever been arrested for not wearing a mask. I if you go into heart- a
0: building that asks you to wear a mask and you refuse, you will be arrested. Arrested for trespassing, okay, yeah. Okay, I'm yeah, saying, that- so that's the same thing. You know, Bongino's yelling, I went to a doctor, they wanted a mask, I told them to go, go to a different doctor. But in the end, if you go to a doctor and you don't wear a mask, they're going to call the cops. And what are your choices? So it's really easy to say we will not comply, but the message is stronger and stronger. And we poor J6ers. Nobody's helping them because they're still there while we're talking about it. And they've been there for a very long time. So there are people I'm, who are in prison without a trial. Without a trial. Yes, Exactly.
4: And it's two and a half years later without a trial for a crime that, you know, in the worst case scenario, probably six months in jail. And the best case scenario is probably $250 fine in, in a real world, you know, in, mm-hmm. if, if the law meant something. And they're in, not just in prison, but they're in solitary confinement in one of the worst jails yeah. in the country.
0: Speaking of First Amendment, where'd the eighth one go? But again, that only applies to certain people. And the third
4: is going to, the Third Amendment, there's no jurisprudence on it, you know, the quartering troops in time of war, uh, in time of peace, right? But I mean, if if these migrants aren't um, an army, and you can say, well, they're a foreign army. No, they're the army of the regime. And they're going to try and uh, quarter those troops uh, in people's houses in a time of alleged peace. I guarantee you that is what's gonna happen. There's just no room for them. Like I said, it takes 18 hours to fly from China to the United States. And it takes 18 days to come from you know, uh, Somalia to the Southern border. And it takes two years or three years or four years to build housing. There's literally no place to put these you know. 10 million, so not just the 11 million or 15 million or 20 million of them already here, but the 10 million new ones. There's literally no place to put them except in my spare bedroom. And if you think the government's going to let me have spare bedroom, you haven't been looking at what's going on in the United Kingdom, where they're now going to start taxing people on the number of spare bedrooms they have. You, you get one bedroom for two people and two bedrooms for three people, and that's it. And anything more than that, uh-huh and they are going to start taxing you. But you can always avoid the tax if you take in a migrant because they don't have any wow. housing either.
0: Do you have and a link for that into an story, Ed? I haven't seen that. What's that? Do you have a link That's a Jeff.
1: That? Ta- that's a Jeff Taylor story, Yeah, I- I'd be turning my spare bedroom into an office if that were the case.
4: I don't think they care. In the United <laughs> Kingdom, people don't have like, offices and wow. their spare bedrooms because they're all. Um, have you ever been in like English houses they're all tiny yeah it's not there, it's not like
1: they have very big homes in a lot of places there yeah
4: now if you think this is going to uh you know hit Joe rolling in her 12 mansions with all you know 18 bedrooms each you know maybe she'll just pay the tax maybe she'll get an exemption because of all of her you know good works or whatever or maybe she won't
0: she's on the wrong side of it all the world but, uh, the, people
4: will destroy her the point is that the Third Amendment is going to go just as quickly. You you just cannot build housing fast enough. Uh, I, you literally can't do it. I mean, it, it takes like this, this house that I'm in right now. I mean, it took two or three years from, oh, let's build, let's, let's, ta- let's buy this property where we, which is not zoned for housing. We have to get the zoning and everything. Let's buy this property and build some houses on it. It was three or four years. And that's how long it takes in the United States. And so you just you can't bring in 10 million people and have them someplace to live. This is what's happening in Vancouver. Uh, Lauren Southern's been doing a lot on this. It's, it's like the, the prices of houses in Vancouver are astronomical and it's impossible to buy and it's getting impossible to rent as the prices for renting these houses go up and up. Um, And it's all because there's like a a huge pipeline from China to Vancouver. Um, Now, in in our country, it's not from China so much. It's from, you know, it's from Africa and Central and South America. But still, you just can't bring in all these people and expect them to live places. And there are rules, obviously, about how many people are allowed in an apartment and how many unrelated people are allowed in an apartment. Those rules are not enforced at all. Oh, they would be enforced for me, but Mm
2: -hmm. they're
4: not enforced for the migrant. Um, And in the United Kingdom, you can't get a hotel in certain cities because the hotels are all filled up with migrants. Here in the United States, I was going to go to a conference here at a conference center, which has hundreds and hundreds of rooms. And they canceled on us because all the rooms were taken up with Afghani migrants after the pullout from Afghanistan. Um, Yeah, okay, so you can put them in there, but where are they going to go? You know, there isn't any housing. And, there and, and uh, you know, when I got this house at a 2.875% uh, interest, yay me. Um, and now the interest rates are 7% for mortgages. You would think going from three to seven, that, that's a substantial amount of extra money and in interest that you would have to pay to be able to afford a house like this. So you would expect the house prices to fall. Uh, My house has gone up in value $100,000 since I bought it two years ago in this interest rate climate. I mean, that's insanity. And it's it's only possible because of the flooding of people into the United States when we don't have the infrastructure to deal with it. And by infrastructure, I mean the government doesn't act fast enough to be able to build houses or apartment buildings or, or anything. And of course, there's the affirmative. Are you trying uh, to
1: say that HUD has not functioned
4: properly? Well, the affirmative fair housing, <laughs> what is it, the fair housing that where they want to take, you yeah. know, like there's a, a there's well, a, up the, up the street here, there's a sort of a park and ride, a big parking lot where you can get on buses to go into yeah. town. Whoa, man, that looks, that's a great spot to put a 20 story section eight, you know, housing project for the poor Mm -hmm. and and that's what they're going to do you're going to take this beautiful leafy suburban neighborhood and put 20 30 story housing projects on it that's Mm -hmm. the plan yeah urbanize everything well you know this is very diverse neighborhood as far as uh, race and religion go but i mean it You know if you drive down the street it's it's definitely a white supremacist neighborhood because there's yeah. there's trees and there's single-family homes and everything and it's it, sure. even though they're not a whole lot of white people here it's definitely mm-hmm. white supremacist. so i'm I mean, that's nothing that uh 20 stories of somalis can't yeah. fix right well, and glo- that,
1: the globalists that's and the what, left that's is, really, they really despise suburbs i mean especially here in new jersey um You know, we have something called the Mount Laurel Doctrine and affordable housing mandates going back some four or five decades now. But I'd be surprised to hear that there isn't enough housing in New Jersey where every time they build something, um, each municipality then has an obligation to put in affordable housing units. So there should be plenty of housing in uh, the People's Republic. Well, well, yeah,
4: when this neighborhood was built, again, 17 years ago, they had the same thing. So they had to put in, quote, relatively affordable. So they put in uh, two sections of townhouses among the single family homes, townhouses without garages. Now, Mm. if there's anything more horrible for a neighborhood is is townhouses without garages because the cars, you know, all over the place and you can't, there's no place to put. You know, they're they're trash, you know, and it it's just it it just ruins it. And they're they're still four or five hundred thousand dollar homes and yeah. they're and they're awful, you know, but, um, but there there are affordable housing. And yeah. Made, I mean
1: in New Jersey, they're they're cramming stuff in everywhere. There's no room for anything. And every little ounce of real estate is going to be used up. If it hasn't already been used up, I see towns around me that are getting Larger buildings that don't belong in the middle of their towns. I mean, this goes on all the time. And the COVID, COVID. you know,
4: the one good thing about COVID uh, is that uh, people like me who work, you know, can work anywhere um, are, are moving out. Just, you know, as far out as they possibly can. Just get away. Um, and, and so th- it's, it becomes a, a sort of a brain drain for these cities as the people who all they need is an internet connection now with Starlink. You can go on the top of a mesa in you know in uh, the middle of New Mexico and you can do your job there as long as you have Starlink. So it, it I, I don't think they quite understand, you know, busing was the first brain drain for cities and now um, these uh, the migrant crisis is the second brain drain. People are just leaving and because they can because in the old days, yeah, they went as far out as they could to escape the federal judges who wanted to bust their kids into the inner cities. But now it's like, oh, I can just go anywhere where there's a internet connection and do my job. And you know, and, if you've driven, if you you
3: you've driven through the heart of the country, there is empty space from miles and sure. miles and miles. I mean, I recently moved from North Carolina back up to Michigan. And you just do that drive and there is just, it's open field in all directions. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a road that's going through, but yeah, nothing there. Yeah, well, that's
4: if you, you draw a line kind of from of like history. North Dakota, so. if you draw a line from North Dakota down to the Texas Hill Country, so Texas Hill Country to the West, all the way up to North Dakota and all that West, there isn't enough water to house a lot of people. Now that doesn't mean that there's, not enough water for you if you want to live there. But, it, you know, millions of people, there just isn't enough water. It would require a substantial geoengineering project to get enough water for people west of that line. And I, I think that's the, real, that's the real environmental issue for, you know, filling up those, uh, those empty spaces that you fly over when you're going from coast to coast with people. There's just a huge, huge section of the country that doesn't have enough
0: water. Moving back to COVID for a second. um, So obviously we know that uh, the Surgeon General wannabe, Dr. Jill, (laughs) tested positive, but apparently her illustrious husband presented a medal to somebody without a mask a day after she tested positive. But all this, while they'd be yelling at the rest of us, Yeah, you know, even the schools are doing it already. I hear certain school districts, if you test positive, stay home for a week, blah, 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 blah. But no problem for Jill Biden. Because again, Well, masking
4: adults—I mean, you know, choosing to wear a mask when you're an adult, if if you know what you're doing and whatever—I mean, that's that's your choice. I I've never seen anyone wear a mask properly, but that I'm sure there's someone. You know, there's the giant guy with the, uh, um, with the uh, Grateful Dead kind of beards with the with the N95 on it. Yeah, that guy doesn't know what he's doing. But masking kids is in fact child abuse, especially young kids, and I I mean child abuse. In the strict definition of child abuse, kids have to see other people's faces. That's absolutely um, required for their ability to learn and their ability to socialize. They have to see other people's faces, and and of course, the masks don't work because they touch them all the time. Know, Even if the we masks all didn't along,
1: all the kids don't spread yeah. it. I mean, it's, yeah. it's just. I We're mean, listen. Friends. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here in New Jersey, and the D- Department of Health—they've been out with a new series of commercials. They're pushing the jab again. Really, every single day. Yeah, we, and it's like, do they think we're
3: stupid? There's more more evidence of cognitive delays in in young children who who yeah. had to wear masks. Absolutely, and I mean, absolutely. of course, I mean, how do because kids learn they, they watch to. your lips, they watch your mouth. I mean, and of course, there's going to be cognitive delays.
1: I mean, yeah, have you ever said to yourself, why, "Why are these ads coming up again?" And you, I just conclude that there's so much corruption between big pharma and and government and certainly the new, new jersey government that has to be somebody somebody wants to make their damn money off the jab and they're pushing I, these they, i think the you know, uptake pushing the for state, this
4: new xbb uh, heiress jab is going to be near zero i i can't imagine anyone i i, I know there's the cultists who are like oh a new jab by Fauci, <laughs> uh, but that's got to be a small fraction of the population. I mean, how many people are going to get another one of these? They, you know, they probably built bought ninety million doses because that's what you know that enriches uh, Pfizer and Moderna. I, I, I just can't imagine too many because, people getting this new jab. It's not going to be
3: voluntary, Ed. They're gonna they're gonna implement a digital currency and they're gonna make it so that you can't get food if you don't get a shot. That's what they're gonna do.
1: That's
0: what they, that's what
1: they
0: dreamed. That's not I what they're know. going to do. I, they don't have to do that. Not far. Gonna, that's can, not going to happen tomorrow. Wait a minute. You couldn't uh, shop in a store in Michigan for how long if you didn't have the vaccination or something? You could only buy this, but you couldn't buy that. I mean, all they have to do is close down the stores and say, if you're not vaccinated, you can't shop. They don't need you it. No,
1: it's one thing if it's a, it's a handful of J6ers. It's another thing if. Masses of us. Are it's a, a third much. of the country. Yes. Masses I
0: mean, are not going to Mike because you only need to jail a couple hundred, and it's nah. they don't have to jail anybody. I, if they make us if they if they make us starving. What are we going to do?
1: Well, then then they're they're begging for violence at that. point.
0: They're not begging for violence because, what it's you stable. said, you could do twenty two years for. So they're not begging for violence because well, that, no that wasn't way even
3: violence. I mean, as Biden said, your F sixty, your. They, uh, they, they, your
4: your gun is is no match for his nukes. I, you yeah. know, Lenin said that uh, uh, people are only three meals away from revolution, and and Stalin, of course, said, "Hold my vodka. but um, <laughs> but he had a point. Uh, Lenin had a point.
0: And, I'm sorry. You know, how long did the Soviet Union last when people were starving? Well, that's Stalin. Seventy years? Eighty years? Um. But, so, like, the right, that, Khmer Rouge that.
4: got overthrown fairly quickly
0: um, uh, by, by the Vietnamese, Starf, I know. Stalin starved, what, 20 million to death? And he survived? Who knows? Those, no, none of those numbers mean anything. I don't know. It, who knows? But, but, but the point you know, is, people three or four maybe. starvation. When you're in charge, you can survive all the starvation you want to. And that's why I brought a TNM and Square. What are you going to do about it? Nothing. There is nothing you can do about it.
1: Well, that that's once they're entrenched and in control. So if there's a lesson it's don't let it get you that. You grow your own food. Well that's why I say the central bank
3: the the CBDC central bank digital currency is is the hill to die on if you have to die. I mean well,
0: we have to fight. Grow, back. How can you grow your own food when you're forced into tiny little areas where they can zone you out of growing your food if they want to? How are you going to grow your own food?
2: And how are you going to grow your mean. own food anyway? I mean if
3: you're starving today I mean, a harvest is a couple months away. I mean, if you're hungry today, you're not going to have time to grow your own food. Um, Forgetting about whether you can afford seeds, whether you have the, the arable land, whether you have any land, it's just
0: not it's not reasonable. It's not going to happen. Um,
1: I have a lot of venison roaming around my part, so I guess I'll have to take it. Yeah, but all
0: they do is make it illegal to shoot them. <laughs> and by the way, you have only certain seasons, right? And you can't own a gun. So, you know... A hundred years ago, when there were men, yes, you could live off the off the earth. You can't do that anymore because they won't let you. We we spoke
4: okay, last but week briefly you know, about these we, uh, cameras in the United Kingdom, uh, in London area, looking for uh, gas powered yes, cars, yes. and and more and more of them are being destroyed by by horrible vandals who I would never ever countenance. Um, I mean.
1: I'm sorry. We oh. we seem to be contradicting ourselves a little bit because we always we talking, We talked about the outset. All we do is talk, talk, like We got. I got to find a way to fight. We it's a podcast, about, we dude. That's what we ways, do. We talk. So talking about ways to fight, and we start saying, "Well, they're going to shut us down, and they're going to starve us, and they're going to throw us in jail." Well, I don't know what the options are. If if oh, on perhaps, one hand you're, you're perhaps not doing anything, and you. on perhaps the other hand you do, again. and and you, and and you have your your bank
0: account shut down,
2: so. I,
0: I'm at a loss then here. Well, who says there are options? What did the truckers do in Canada? Did they have options? They were crushed. Yes. Uh, I don't remember uh, Winston Smith having too many options either. I think- On we- the other hand, the truckers I- kind of
4: won. How did they win? Well, in the same way the Whiskey Rebels won, right? They they were crushed and then the policy changed. Mm. So.
0: Um, did they all get their money? By the
4: way, the people in the Whiskey Rebellion were all pardoned, and the people in the Civil War were all pardoned, too. But not this, not January 6th. Wait a minute.
0: Excuse me. We're still using Civil War rules to keep Trump off a ballot. So <laughs> I don't think we've gotten past that totally. I want to talk about this case, that I know you, you probably didn't get a chance to read it. Um, it was put up on Gateway Pundit a few days ago. Federal court rules FDA abused its authority with anti-ivermectin messaging to Americans. Where court- I shared the opinion with you. Okay, good. So supposedly they said the FDA abused authority. The FDA is supposedly saying, we never told anybody you can't prescribe ivermectin. Two plus two equals five. Well,
4: that's not exactly what the case was, right?
0: The case was dismissed in
4: the district court. And the appeals court, authored by my main man, Don Willett, who used to be on the Texas Supreme Court and used to tweet a lot and was extremely amusing. Um, He wrote this appellate piece saying, no, no, no. You can't dismiss it on the basis of sovereign immunity. Uh, And then it gets into sort of technical legal about why not and, and sent it back. But because Willett is funny, um, there were a number of great singers inside the opinion, which is why it sort of hit uh, the news because it, you know.
0: So let me ask you a question. At the very the best, FDA. who in the FDA is going to jail for the people who died because they couldn't have ivermectin? Well, it's
3: not a criminal no. case. It's a civil case brought by doctors that say that their careers were ruined because they tried to prescribe ivermectin and they, they either lost business or they were subject to uh, regulatory prosecutions, all because the FDA tweeted out that ivermectin, you know, that ivermectin was horse medicine or cow medicine, and you shouldn't take ivermectin. And so
0: I'm asking, when does government action become criminal when as a result of it, thousands of people die?
1: When Trump implicitly,
0: does it.
3: Implicitly, implicitly, <laughs> when Trump opinion. Does it. what, what did you say? I said when Trump when, does it. Trump,
0: <laughs> right.
3: Exactly. Uh, if you read the opinion, the, I mean, the predicate for criminal prosecutions is there because the doctor's theory is that the FDA people were acting in what's called an ultra virus way, which means contrary to their statutory mandate. And if they had been acting according to their statutory mandate, then sovereign immunity might have applied. But because they exceeded their powers as as government actors, they were subject to suit and they weren't protected by sovereign immunity. Now, given that there's a holding that they acted beyond the scope of of their office, there's a potential for criminal liability if there's a prosecutor who's willing to go after
4: them. And the, and the criminal liability would be on the basis of they were acting as a doctor. They were acting as a physician. No, the without...
3: criminal liability would be conspiracy.
4: Get <laughs> it straight. It
3: would be conspiracy. Yeah. Conspiracy. Well, that's by An the way. insurrection.
2: It
0: should, it should be conspiracy because that's what they did was they conspired. And by the way, there were people, if I remember correctly, who wanted ivermectin for the relatives and it would sometimes get pushed around because they demanded it, et cetera, et cetera. And
3: yeah, one of the doctors in the case wanted to prescribe it and he had his, his hospital privileges revoked.
0: Mm-hmm. But I'm talking also patients and patients' families. I mean, I think we remember how hot an issue this was. Letting I was in some of those people, litigations, Steve. I'm sorry? Letting
3: people I was involved in some of those litigations over ivermectin. I
4: think the worst part Um, besides the fact that the shot didn't work and killed people, was all of these sick people in hospitals and nursing homes who had to uh, die without ever seeing their family Um, and, you know, without their families having been at their bedside. And none of that was justified at the time based on what we knew, what I knew at the time. And I'm not even a doctor. Well, I am a doctor, but not that kind of a doctor. What I knew at the time, none of that was uh, justified. And yet all of these people, and if that's not intentional infliction of emotional distress, I don't know what is. And I I think that there should be a a fairly large uh, set of suits against, uh, if not the government for instituting those rules, but the individual hospitals and nursing homes who are who are following the rules that didn't make any sense and just sue them into oblivion so that they don't think yeah, of everything you are not again. gonna
0: win if they followed the rules how are you going to win that one
3: that's correct the real the real issue there is the certificate of need laws that's what needs that's the that's the uh pressure point to attack because if you could open your own hospital and allow ivermectin and allow these alternative treatments, that would, change, that would solve a lot of these problems. But the problem is you can't open your own hospital. So they can, they can basically shut you out. And they, they revoke privileges from doctors that don't follow their protocols. They just, and they just refuse to give treatments that patients want and patients are willing to pay for.
0: Yep. So I'm saying they have us by the you-know-whats from every direction. All right. I've wowed everyone into silence again.
1: Uh, feel like we should talk about Elon a little bit. Yes, we'll go for, and the uh, ADL um,
0: for you, Mike. We're
1: waiting. Yeah, and the ADL. I mean, it's just been... Uh, a Are little... you going
0: to get anti-Semitic on me, Mike?
1: Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> um, I'm pro-Steven. I'm
4: just anti-Semitic. Whoever Semitic is, I don't like yeah. Semitic.
1: Well, I, I, I think this, it's an interesting story because he's now suing the ADL claiming well, that- Well, he says he is. He has yeah, okay. filed suit. He's claiming we'll that see. they're primarily responsible for what is it? A 60% drop in revenue for- Tortious X, interference X, with X? their business. Yeah. yeah. And um, you know this is just standard practice, standard operating procedure for left-wing bullies, which is to come after you with everything that they have, call you racist, um, and basically try to ruin you. And that's what's going on here. But what's also interesting about it is uh, the founder of Gab, who his name is Torbo, right? Andrew Torbo, right. Andrew Torbo sent out an email about all of this stuff. And he basically pointed out how ADL, as you just kind of said, Stephen, they have us every which way but Sunday. Um, they They basically have A lot of power among uh, companies like Google and without Google, you know, being able to for Twitter or X to, to, to actually function, they need Google servers. So the ADL could go over to Google and say, you need to do something about Elon and
0: have him shut down. Mike, can I interrupt you for a second? Yeah. As you're talking, I'm literally looking at an email that I got from the ADL, from Mr. Greenblatt, Stephen, as if he knows me. I am reaching out to share several alarming updates with you and to ask you to take action against those who spread anti-Jewish hate. Bolded, we will not falter. We will not be silenced. I went on to MSNBC this morning to discuss just how profoundly disturbing it is that Elon Musk spent the weekend engaging with a highly toxic anti-Semitic campaign on his platform, X, twitter a campaign started by an unrepentant bigot that was then heavily promoted by white supremacists, Christian nationalists, conspiracy theorists, theorists, and others. Mm. Finally, we saw the campaign manifest in the real world when mass men marched in Florida on Saturday, brazenly waving flags adorned with swastikas and chanting, ban the mm. ADL. But to be clear, the real issue is neither A.D.L. nor the controversy with Twitter X. The urgent matter is the safety of the Jewish people in the face of increasing, intensifying anti-Semitism. Can yeah. you guys hold on while I go lock my door?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, obviously not, there
0: are people in the
1: country
4: who who
0: who hate Jews. Um, but I and really, they've, they've I been really on object. Twitter.
1: They've been on Twitter the whole time.
2: I mean, you have the leader really of Iran that's fact been
1: been on there. For years, that, when Trump was being thrown yeah. off, the leader of Iran is on there to spew uh, hatred. He's, towards a, he's the right Israel kind of Jews. I mean, come yeah. on. I really object to Jonathan
0: Greenblatt claiming that he speaks for all Jews. That's ridiculous. Okay, I know. so I, you I, have no right to do that because you're not Jewish. So I'm going to do it, okay? It is disgusting. <laughs> and it, it, the chutzpah of that man, yeah. A, to represent all Jews, and B, to blame everything in the world on anti-Semitism when... The ADL has almost nothing to do with Judaism anymore whatsoever. Yet he purposely puts Jews in this position where we can't defend yeah. an anti Semite against the wonderful, you know, whitest, the driven snow, you know, Jonathan Greenblatt of the ADL. And he has us in a horrible position, and only a few Jews are willing to speak up. The head of the Zionist Organization of America, who's quite right wing, has spoken up very strongly. A few others will. But for the most part, he cows the the Jews in the middle, and he owns the Jews on the left, and it's disgusting, you know. Calling anybody wow. who hates George Soros an anti-Semite disgusting. But, it, but of course, that has nothing to, to
1: do with anything. It's about the fact that Elon is supposedly a threat to the ruling class, just like Trump. And well, it's a, it's the and same. Else. It's it's
4: sort of the same as the Jesse Jackson, you know, rainbow. It Bullish is exactly yeah, you know, sharp. It, it's a shakedown operation but and they but but they but they they're not 100 percent like shakedown they what they want is political power you know they want their policies instituted and uh so it's power lust combined with shakedown and and, and Green is very
1: um its political say. too no, is it not I mean
4: <laughs> yeah I mean I I, I don't you know uh, this is a long topic to get into, but I I, I don't uh, I don't see anybody who's on the Republicans or Democrats. I mean, who wants to push back against the ADL? And I include in this the open anti Semites like Ilan Omar and uh, and her
2: <laughs>
0: clique. They, right.
4: uh, she doesn't want to push back against the ADL anymore. How ironic!
0: Because they're working for her. The, the irony of this is amazing. Um, yeah. It's very, yeah, I mean, it, I it, obviously it, it, side with Elon against the ADL. Of course, you know, I grew up in a family where my father used to be extremely active in all those types of organizations. And he quit them all in the 60s. Yeah, and they all were changing their missions. <laughs> Didn't make him yeah. very popular. But he's like, they're no longer doing what they say they're doing. I don't want anything to do with them. But, yeah, the ADL, it's it's very, very sad, this issue. And, of course, Gab, um, wasn't the Gab guy wearing a uh, swastika when he said all that? I don't think the Gab guy was wearing a swastika. But those people
4: marching in Florida, they certainly had a bunch of swastikas. And if there's anything that annoys the crap out of me, it's Nazi LARPers. Because you know damn well those Nazi LARPers in Florida would be the first ones to have been shot by Hitler uh, (laughs) back in the 30s. because. Because they, are, they, yeah, they aren't Germans. Germans. They yeah. aren't German. And they aren't, you know, so it, it's like, if, if you're okay, a Albert, you are the biggest loser in the entire country, to be honest.
0: Okay, in all fairness, Hitler wasn't German and he was a loser. So I, He spoke German. He was a
4: German he, speaker. He, he came from Austria. Yes, I know. He was a you
0: woman. get the idea. Yeah, I get the idea. Yeah, so Mike, what else do you want to say about this issue?
1: No, I mean, I I think we covered. Um, to me, it's just the the overriding issue is that leftists are bullies, and, and they will they and will they'll use, hide
0: behind anti-Semitism, racism, homophobia. They'll, I mean, they'll, they'll use know. any
1: club yep. that they they can muster up to come after you. And obviously, the racism uh, club is one of the their biggest in, in their quiver.
4: Yeah, there's a great meme that had all of the seven deadly sins. You know, gluttony, sloth, you know, lust, envy, all of them, and all crossed out and written in racism, 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 as if as if racism is the only uh, the only and the worst uh, sin nowadays. Um, and yeah, I, I think that the the country has to basically get over this because if you're an out and out racist like what's who's that guy david duke he's a racist. And if you call him a racist he's like yeah um but if you it, it's only the people who actually aren't racist who who find the charge of racism really hurts them and um and then they change their behavior and try to pretend uh you know try to go out of their way and pretend to be someone they're not um just to you know, show that they aren't racist. And it's those people who are gotta give up. It's like, look, I'm done. I I I am no longer going to respond to being called racist, sexist, bigot, homophobe. Um speaking of homophobia, <laughs> Tucker Carlson is interviewing a guy tonight, um, six o'clock, or he did interview a guy tonight at six o'clock. Uh, who claims that uh, he smoked crack and had sex with Barack Obama twice back in the day. Oh, that guy Sinclair or something? Yeah. Named Larry now, Sinclair? God knows whether this is true or not, but it sure does It sure does spice up. Not that there's anything wrong with that. As <laughs> um, but it does spice I mean, this up. He was the out
0: there story. a very long time ago, obviously. And indeed. indeed. Listen, the fact that he used cocaine and everything else, nobody cares. It's uh, nobody cares. Yeah, but the whole gay sex thing that's but this guy's white or black? He's a white guy. See, I've seen, seen a clip, but
4: I didn't see this thing because it was on while we were on the show. But.
0: that could be a problem, couldn't it? Well, because maybe Barack it was a Didn't he dump his girlfriend specifically because he politically didn't want to be with white women?
4: Yes, but maybe it was the white
0: half of Barack Obama who was sleeping with this guy and not the black half. It's hard to tell. hard to tell. Yeah, he's he's still the uh, untouchable God. And nothing will ever break that down. Mm -hmm. So, wow. Just got another email forwarded to you guys. (laughs)
4: It's, the ADL has gone all out on fun this fundraising crap out of Elon. Uh, this is from yeah. something
0: called the American Rabbi, Musk aligns with extremists against ADL and threatens lawsuit. I'll send it to you guys. I'm not going to bother reading it to you, but yeah, they're they're going mm. all the way with this one pushing, pushing wow. and most Jews, I believe, will not even look into it and will fall for it 100%.
4: Well, I do hope Elon sues uh, the ADL because that would be a very interesting case.
0: Well, it's more about it. as, Legal we, as we all know, all Jews are lawyers. I mean, all lawyers are Jews, right? So,
4: Yeah, but he's he's got to hire better conservative Jews than the ADL hires liberal Jews. Uh, <laughs> that's the thing. <laughs> that was my favorite Archie Bunker line from All in the Family back in the day. Was what? That his uh, was his lawyers were seven savage Jews. That was Archie Bunker's when he's threatening someone for lawsuit. He said he had seven savage Jews. That was one of my favorite Archie Bunker lines. Yeah. All right, let's
2: let's start wrapping up, folks. What didn't we talk about?
1: I think we got everything. <laughs>
4: Um,
2: I don't know if
1: we got everything. There's always something else. Interesting, anyway.
0: The
4: 14th um, Amendment stuff, it, it seems to be failing. At least it did fail once.
0: We're trying uh, yeah. It failed once. There's more trying. There's this great story about a school board having to remove books because apparently in Florida, there's a law that if you can't read the book at a uh, board of education meeting yeah. or something, it has to be thrown out of the schools. So the parents right. them to do this. That is hysterical. I had no idea until reading that, that there was such a law because all these board meetings, all these, you know, these meetings, people, you can't read that. And it's like, but you're reading yeah. my child, but you can't read that. Yeah. What a fantastic law. And like Ed says, why doesn't everybody pass such a law? There yep. was
4: a, um...
1: well, this is what we love about DeSantis. There was a story
4: about the head of the American Library Association. and This is the organization that sets the standards for books that go into school libraries and any libraries, really, because after all, every library has to curate books somehow. They can't all be the Library of Congress with every book in them that's ever been published. They have to curate them somehow. And uh, the American Library Association's uh, Position on this is that the librarians should curate them based on the ALA's recommendations, and so the head of the ALA is a out-and-out, uh, out avowed communist uh, and a, a sort of lesbian intersectional communist, a Jewish woman too. Just so we can get that in. throw it there yeah. and and and. I, I unfortunately I don't have the article pulled up, or I would have read some of her study, her, her investigation. You know, her study areas, but they are extremely uh, Babylon B comical, right? That if if, you, if Babylon B wrote this article about this ALA president,
0: that everyone would say, ha ha ha, what a great parody. But it, it, it isn't, because um, like they say, from parody to truth nowadays is about fifteen minutes. So yeah. Indeed. Okay. Nobody got anything else. What great grammar! Labor,
2: Labor Day has passed.
3: The summer is coming to an end. Iowa is only about eighteen or nineteen
4: weeks away. Time is moving, and and you still think DeSantis has a shot in Iowa? You, I know. What what I think bastard. yes, a shot. I would be
3: very surprised if Trump wins Iowa.
4: Well, I think that would make it a lot more interesting, to be honest. Um, I, again, do not have anyone in this uh, dog in this uh, particular fight, but um, but I think if anybody but Trump won Iowa and or New Hampshire, it would certainly make it into a more interesting fight and thus a more interesting
0: podcast. All right. How could this podcast ever be more interesting? With that, please send feedback to the conservatarian exchange at libertyblock.com. We will be back next week, regular time, regular hosts, hopefully, and we wish everyone a wonderful week.